0: No, for Mr. Let you. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start.
1: Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue Podcast, where maybe we have to have our first trigger warning, which uh, that trigger would be suicide. Continue at your own peril, I guess. Uh, my name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. Ooh.
2: Standing on top of the roof, I am Josh.
3: I feel like that should come with a trigger warning. By the way, I'm Melanie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah.
2: Yes, I was trying to provide an example of a trigger warning.
1: Quick shout out to our Patreon members: Brendan, fillick Captain America, Sheen Pie, Laura Bernheim, Brad Maholland, Anita Ren, and Kristen Carlano. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, guys.
2: Cheers. I know it's too early to talk about Christmas, but Christmas Comic Con is coming up. Uh, in Christmas Comic Con in August. And My in- special we know. Yep. It's stars of uh, Christmas movies. That's crazy. And the reason I'm bringing it up, there's one in Pasadena at the first weekend in August and one in New Jersey in December. And our very own oh. Jesse Metcalf will be at both of them.
1: Uh, oh, that's right. Because he does those it's... Christmas Hallmark movies. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> so. What oh, about uh, Teddy Chase or right. something?
2: Right. Shit. Yeah. Uh, he's. No, we're not going to discuss him.
0: No offense, Jesse. We'd like to see you, too.
2: Let's see. I don't know what the schedule is for the next week or two, so I'll just say uh, July 3rd is the anniversary of Sherilyn Retino's passing
0: Aww. in 1995. Aww. Aww.
2: So that would have been uh, 1995. That would have been 27 years. Is it
1: tall?
2: 27. Five Year what year was two. it? No one can do math. 1990? Yeah. yeah, that's. That's. 95, 95.
1: 95.
2: 95. So it's. 95.
1: That's 27.
2: Our Deb Tornelli and Kimberly Foster both have birthdays on July 6th. And William Smithers, who is still with us, was uh, will be celebrating July 10th, born in 1927.
1: That's so Ooh. awesome. Yes. Awesome.
2: Also, in 1995, on July 11th, Don Star Jordan Lee passed away.
1: Oh man, July 95 wasn't good for the cast of Dallas. Jeez.
2: Wait,
0: he died in 95. I thought it was a lot later than that. But I guess we are only in. Well, no, we're
1: 2022. And let's not forget
2: that summer. Larry Larry was looking for a liver and getting his liver transplant. Yeah,
1: that is correct. I was 19. uh, I was 19 that summer.
0: <laughs> back,
1: back, I, even, I
0: was gonna say that funny, it didn't come out. I was like, Rrr.
1: fuck it. Fuck it. All right, tonight we're talking about season five, episode five, uh, which is episode 82 of the series. Um, the sweet smell of revenge. <sighs> I can smell <laughs> it. Oh, boy. Oh, no one's gonna get you away from me ever, ever again. Don't worry, Daddy, I got a plan. Get the followers to throw Sue Ellen off the ranch. And once she doesn't have their protection anymore, she'll come hightailing it back to work with John Ross in her arms. How can Pamela just disappear, vanish into thin air just like that? I don't
2: know. No one has seen her since she left her office. I want you to turn around, huh? Just turn around and take my hand, all right?
1: No! Pam!
0: With a lot of crazies.
1: Yeah. It was written by Linda Elstad. Directed by Irving J. Moore and aired November 6th, 1981. Um, on November 6th, 1981, the number one billboard hit in the U.S. was Private Eyes by Holland so I good. love that song. Um, the, the number one film in the United States was a personal favorite of mine, Halloween II, Uh Starring Jamie Curtis, Donald Pleasence, and Dick Warlock. That was directed by Rick Rosenthal.
2: And do you know who else was in it? Dick.
1: Oh, Dana Carvey.
2: B.D. Calhoun. Oh. From Dallas. What? Who would it? Tim Von uh, Oh. He played a policeman.
1: Is he, is he the guy who got his head squished? I think he might have.
2: I have to go back and look. But I know he was one of the police. Um...
1: Um, Bo had to go back and check, and that is not a stretch for me to go and rewatch that one. Um. So also the top news stories this week in November 1981 Antigua and Barbuda succeeded from the United Kingdom. Uh, March
2: ten times. Fast. I know,
1: right? <laughs> uh, maternity leave was introduced uh, in the the Soviet Union. So you know that's awesome, and and it was announced this week that Princess Diana, Princess of Wales, was pregnant with a future Prince William. And born this day, November 6th, 1981, was Casty Bernal, who was one of the victims of the Columbine Massacre. Yeah. And on Dallas.
2: And on Dallas, Gretchen Weiler made her first appearance as Dr. Dagmar Conrad. And Art Hindle made his first appearance on Dallas. He was also in the movie Porkies that came out in 1981. And the David Jacobs series from 1985 called Beringers. Hmm. This episode went back to number one, and Priscilla Pointer had some great things to say about working with her scenes with Barbara Bel both of whom come from the theater and were of the same generation, so they really enjoyed playing together. And um, let's get into this cool. episode, which I thought yeah was a little odd in some ways. I'll get into that. A lot odd. It was it was odd,
1: Sorry. and yeah. I feel like not. Like, only a couple of storylines are really happening, and we're just kind of going back and forth between them. Mm
3: -hmm. I thought scenes were really, really quick in this episode. They were too quick. They were like, boom, 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 boom.
1: Yeah.
2: And they were, like, everyone was running in a parallel storyline. Like, it was... JR never interacted with Miss Ellie or Bobby or... Bobby was in in their Their thing was in their own little thing. Mitch was in his own little thing. It just... Mm -hmm. Very parallel storylines like you're watching a few different shows in one
0: well i was watching it not in sarah fashion i was not paying attention i was watching it but i was doing other things so i wasn't like concentrating um am i right to say it it did not open with a scene where bobby is looking for pam that's after right
1: that's after yeah it opens with dustin Ellen coming home okay. from the court hearing
0: Right, and I get that that's an important thing, but I was really confused why they didn't start with, where the fuck's Pam? I mean, she was, like, missing when the last episode (laughs) ended. Like, missing. Like, bye-bye.
2: And it was the third scene before we picked up with any of that. Third scene.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I think that's probably, I mean, I'm glad she won the court case, but, like, she won it. So, the hanger was, where the fuck's Pam? So, I thought, I don't know. It was very confusing to me.
2: The whole thing. And the only person that Jr. interacted with in his family was Jock (laughs) over the telephone.
1: Right. Well, we didn't need JR for any he would have just made all of it worse if JR had been involved. So let's just count that as a win.
2: Right. And there there were no yes. There were no family meals.
1: No, there weren't. Episode. Yeah, you're right.
2: So it's a little Yeah, that is a little different.
1: Yeah, it is weird. We open on Dustin Swellin, they pull in a Southern Cross, and they are so happy and relieved that everything happened the way it did.
2: A weight off her shoulders and the long drive up the driveway again. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder why, you know, is that long drive, like, I'm going to go deep. Is it trying to symbolize, like, how far away from everything Southern Cross is? Like, maybe? I mean, that would be, like,
0: I can see them doing that. Like, that could be, I wouldn't have thought of that. (laughs) I just
1: thought of it just this second. That's why I'm just mentioning it. I don't know.
2: We have a bigger budget so we can spend uh, more time driving cars. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's true. It's just an interesting yeah. choice. Like I can see them doing it once, but they, they repeatedly do it. like, okay, this is a really long road and we're driving the whole thing. So maybe it's really just meant to symbolize like how far away from everything it is. I don't know. could yeah. be. It's a choice is what I'm saying. It's an interesting choice. Anyway, they're really happy that, and then Sue rushes up to see John Ross um, who is playing with his new nanny in his new room, which is like, Got a lot less, like, shit on the walls than the one itself South work. <laughs> yes. Stupid jungle thing? He has a
2: TV. He has his own oh, TV
1: in there. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's funny.
0: I didn't either. That's odd for a, what, a one-year-old.
3: I thought it was oh. funny that uh, Tyler Banks was, like, Linda Gray picked him up, and he was just kind of like, uh, eh, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> he he had that very classic Tyler Banks look, <laughs> look on his face.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was like, hmm. Totally.
3: And I'm just like, don't celebrate yet, girl. It's it's a little premature. This was just like the preliminary mm. hearing. Like you
1: you know better. Yeah. But okay. Yeah.
2: This this wasn't even a divorce hearing. This was a, t- a yeah. custody hearing.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But is it like in the last thing, I thought it was weird because it wasn't a divorce, but he already awarded alimony?
3: It was temporary alimony, wasn't it? Oh, was it? It was temporary yeah. alimony. It was almost like spousal okay.
1: support, yeah.
2: My bad. And and, uh, child support.
1: Okay. And child support. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, I, 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 I've never been divorced. So I don't know how that
2: $5,000 and $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: Her
3: alimony was like five times as much as her child support was for
2: him.
1: Which is weird. But okay. Yeah.
2: Well, she has expensive tastes. So.
1: All right. So the next scene, JR is talking to daddy on the phone and reassuring him that uh, they're going to get John Ross back.
2: He has a plan. He's going to buy up all the Farlows' oil and, from their distributors. And he's going to get, basically get them to give John Ross. He, he thinks he's going to get them to give John Ross to him in exchange for their oil. And he's also going to see if they can get Sue Ellen thrown off the Farlows' ranch.
3: <laughs> Sue Ellen is not going to be thrown off the ranch. Like, the Farlows won't do that to her. He's an idiot. I actually put that idiot. He's an
1: idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot because he thinks the Farlows are just like the same trash that he is. Mm-hmm. You know? So Is okay, he, is he an idiot or an,
2: or, an, or an idiot? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> an both. Idiot? If
1: the shoe <laughs> fits, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above. Oh, yes. Okay, so we finally cut to the right. store to take care of the Pam thing. The Pam thing. Where the fuck's Pam?
2: And Liz, Liz Craig has that... That nice scarf on that blue. Uh,
1: She always has a nice scarf on.
2: Scarf, yes. And and Dusty in this episode is wearing a blue ascot. So blue is the theme of the.
1: I did notice that actually. I was trying
0: to keep up with them, but it's just too much.
1: Just one more thing. Okay, so we have like an investigator there, like a a police officer, I guess, there to like with them to try to figure out where the hell she is, and he's asking all sorts of questions, um, which Bobby doesn't like for some reason. And he's all like, does she have secrets? And Bobby's like, no, she's never, she doesn't have secrets. And I said, one, Pam's too boring to have secrets. And two, if she has secrets, it's because Bobby doesn't know what the hell is going on because he never listens to her.
2: And here's what I don't get. When they, got, when they were leaving from breakfast at South Fork in the previous episode,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Bobby said, oh, I'll drive you in to work so we can go out to dinner that night. Right. Why is suddenly her car at the parking lot? Did something happen that she had to take her own car in? Is her car there? Between the times. Yes, cuz th- that's why that's why yeah, they know they that said she... it was
0: in the parking deck but she was missing. Mm. And I thought the same mm, thing, Josh. That's
1: Weird. Why would they do that? What the hell? Cuz didn't she leave
0: get yeah, cuz didn't she leave yes. with him yes, and they so said was they were going to go to dinner? Because yeah. Yeah. she was feeling so good. He's
2: going going to drive her in and then they were going to go to dinner. <sighs>
1: That's crazy. Who's, who, it so who, who 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 were the, the writers?
2: Who are the writers? Linda, well, it's a different episodes? writer did this episode.
1: That I think last week was Leonard Katzman, and this week is Linda Elstead. So different writers. Sh-
2: well, they, they didn't they didn't compare notes.
1: They did not. Yeah, keep up, God. No. Keep up,
2: Linda. Linda Linda Elstead, you get a check minus for <laughs> check that little minus. detail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> man you got know, a, a bad that's right
1: <laughs> and then we just cut we don't know what's happened then we just cut directly to lunch with cliff rebecca and catherine
2: apparently catherine is a, a daredevil skier that spends time in, spent time in aspen with her daddy
1: right we get a lot of we, this is where we start to find out some details about catherine uh mostly from rebecca yeah she is uh she's she's a go-getter because that's like she's moving on up in her little job as a journalist at the news station, and she's always had basically a lot of self-esteem. Her mom says, and um, she's a daredevil. Which
2: I want whatever they're the I want whatever the three of them are drinking in that episode in that scene.
1: Yeah,
2: it look like some good drinks. They always look
1: like good drinks some, though to me.
2: Some uh... yeah, of course I'm a lush. <laughs>
1: I was going to say we also find out that Catherine recently broke up with someone named Fred. She'd been in it so, looks it sounded like like an actual like pretty big relationship, and she's just like yeah I broke up with him.
0: We come up with these names, <laughs> just Fred. It could have been something like a li- little more spicy, like more cowboy like.
1: Right now, Fred just sounds like a he, that's not a good name. Hey Fred. There, no one hot has ever been named Fred, and I apologize to anyone in our audience named Fred, Fred Flipstone. I would not categorize Fred Flintstone as hot. <laughs> hey,
2: kidding. Fred and Wilma were totally. the first TV couple to share a bed.
1: No,
3: no, no. Animated, maybe, but
2: that was uh, that was Carol and Mike Brady.
3: No, that's way too far ahead. You got to go back to a different show, like in the late no, 1940s. Was. That was on kinescope and never seen again. To the moon. It was. Oh. It was a show called the Mary Kay and Johnny Show.
1: It's an interesting fact. I had always heard it was I Love Lucy. So all right. She was
3: she was the first pregnant woman on a TV show of that scope, but they that little show did everything before, just nobody knew about it.
1: Oh, because they didn't save it.
3: And they had twin beds on I Love Lucy. <laughs> they were just pushed together. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I heard it was Carol and Mike Brady.
3: No, actually Samantha and Darren Stevens were in a in a double bed before that
2: really cuz yeah. Carol and my well, they've been getting all the credit all these years
1: We're learning lots of stuff today <laughs> I Okay I, I, I
2: think I know where they got the name Fred Huh There was an editor on Dallas uh, from 1978 to
3: 1991
2: He's uh, an editor? Fred W Burger Yes He's an editor
1: Editor. Fred W okay. okay. Burger Yes I'm okay
2: We'll give we'll give Fred that then
1: I take back my Fred comment then I was just going to say that because I brought it up that the only animated character Male who I find attractive is the beast from Beauty and the Beast when he's human. Ah, uh, that guy's hot. Yes, I can't think of that right now. At the end, of, he's wearing a poet shirt and everything. I'm, I dig it. So, the, poet
2: shirt with the, the the Ron Perlman and Linda Hamilton show, Beauty and no, the Beast, the, no the
1: cartoon character, the real cartoon. It gives me animated Beauty and the Beast at the end, he becomes human and he's super hot. I'm just saying, super hot.
2: Okay, I I thought you
1: were. (laughs) I'm still stuck on
2: TV. I thought you were talking about Ron Carman and animated characters
1: because I didn't find Fred Flintstone attractive. But anyway, okay, we went off on a tangent there. Okay,
2: you didn't like you didn't like Fred Fred from Scooby Doo.
1: No, uh uh oh, not my type. That guy's way too preppy. That guy, no. (laughs) He's fucking deeper. Yeah, he's a doof. Um, he's a (laughs) douchebag. <laughs> Ka-
2: Catherine is uh, a little taken aback, but she fakes her enthusiasm when she learns that Cliff is named president of Wentworth Tool and Die. Yeah,
1: she's taking ab- She she does not hide it well at first, and then she she recovers. Okay.
0: But... Yes. Why does she care? Is it because it's her dad's? She's just being selfish. She's being brat. selfish
1: because it's her dad and it's not Cliff's dad. So she's like, she, I think it's like she, she find out she has like half siblings and she's like, okay. And then she finds out like they're taking the other side of her thing. And she's like, hold on a minute. I think that's why. Right. It's like a
2: kid fighting over a toy. It's like mine, mine, mine. Yeah. Up until now, she thought she was an only child.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much that.
2: So now she has to share attentions and. Family toys. Yep. Yeah.
1: So we cut to Ewing Oil.
2: And JR wants Sly and Phyllis to get all the information on Farlow refineries and suppliers. I guess the correspondence that Phyllis can, was working on can wait.
1: Yeah, she definitely doesn't want to do it. She's just like, yeah, but I have this other thing. And he's like, nope, you're doing this. And she's like, ugh, okay, fine.
2: And Sly is still referring to him as Mr. Ewing. Let's see how long that lasts.
0: Yeah. We should watch for that. I would like to know when she starts calling him JR. Mm hmm. Just interesting to me.
2: Yes. Now, do you find this a little odd? Bob, Bobby is back at his office while his wife is missing?
1: Yeah, I think it's weird.
2: I mean, he was running all over the place looking for Lucy when she was off with Willie Gust. Right. And
0: exactly. I think it's Now weird. his
2: own wife is missing and he's back at work? Yeah. Leaving it to a detective?
1: Right. I would be... Yeah. If, if my exactly. spouse was missing, I would be like... And I knew that they were maybe a little off and needing help Cray? Cray? i would definitely not be i'd be like look, looking everywhere i could think of and i would know that they wouldn't be at the office so what are you doing bobby
2: yeah that that struck me that struck me as a little odd
1: yes i'll just it say is.
2: and there's not uh, and there's still nothing new to report so that it's another one of these quick scenes
1: was it, very quick Very very just, very quick And then we cut to Dixie's restaurant where Afton and Mitch are getting some burgers.
2: And she is chastising him for turning down $5,000 and wanting to live the life of a pauper.
1: She is aghast. Yeah. Why does she care so much? I think it's because it's her brother. I I don't know about you, but like when my brothers do really stupid things, I get just, I'm just like, you're a fucking idiot. You know? Yeah, I'm very judgy when my brothers do stupid things, which is often. So, I mean,
0: I guess I do too. I guess I am too, but I don't know. Yeah, just
2: weird. And he's talking about how he took an oath in a medicine, and he it's he doesn't feel it's morally correct, and blah 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 blah. I also think
1: that Afton might be a little jealous because she sees Mitch. Having all of these opportunities to just instantly get a lot of money and do whatever the fuck he wants, and he keeps like turning it down, and that's literally all she wants is just and she money. has to
2: turn tricks to get her money as Basically, Jr.'s yeah, little side yeah. piece.
1: And it's just coming easy to Mitch, and he's just like, whatever, I don't, I don't need it. And she's just like, ah, you're a fuck, you're an idiot. Ah,
2: like and like I said in the last episode, he could have taken it and given it to medical research or charity or something.
1: Yeah. He's just – because he's just got to stick up his, his ass about it, and he's just – like, his but, morality, <laughs> quote-unquote morality, is just uh, – is very within these black and white lines.
2: But then again, if he had taken the $5,000, it probably wouldn't have opened up the storyline where this – Guy wants to meet with him about a potential internship.
1: Oh, it's a choice he made, and it turns out it was a really good choice because Dr. Waring um, wants to meet him, and he's worried, like, oh, he's going to offer me an internship. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, you just graduated medical school. That's a good thing. And he's like, eh, I don't know if I want to do it. Okay.
2: Mitch. Okay, Mitch. Pull your head. Don't be a bitch. Pull your head out of your rectum <laughs> and look at the world around you.
3: Why him. is he so proud? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't. But that's Afton's point. God. I, I, don't, yeah, I, don't I seldom agree with her, but this time I do. Afton, you are correct. Yes.
2: He is proud to the point of stubbornness and stupidity.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's definitely. And then we come to Bobby. He's pulling a Pam. Just staring off into space.
2: He's distracted. Mm-hmm. Well, Bobby, maybe you shouldn't have been at the office anyway if you were going to be distracted. Maybe you should have been out looking for your wife. And why hasn't he... No shit. Why hasn't he called Cliff or Rebecca to see if they have seen or heard from her? Why hasn't he involved them at all? Right? They're his know. family. Her family. Because that would
1: make sense. She, she might have taken the day sense. off. Yeah. That would make way too much sense. I don't know. Because Bobby's an idiot.
2: In fact, that, that's another thing about Bobby as this goes on and on and on and what we see happening. He isn't the one that even bothers to call Rebecca.
1: No. Because Bobby yeah. is an idiot. And, and, we'll
2: get, and we'll get we'll get there. And you're going to ring that bell again for him.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh, yes, I am. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I <laughs> am. But anyway, the, the, the phone rings, he picks it up, and then he's just like, oh, what's going to happen? Ah, and then he just runs out. We don't know what's happening.
2: And then we cut to the shot of, uh, instead of the Who's song, Marianne with the shaky hand, it's Pamela with the shaky body on the top of the roof there.
3: Yep. There's, kind of there's police about. cars. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and then, she's standing and the then
2: you... you And then you get that that dramatic shot of the cop looking up at the building from the floor. There's a lot of dramatic shots.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Okay, is this the store? (laughs) Are we still at the store? This is my question.
0: Yeah, I think she goes to the top floor.
1: And no one's out there to look at that
0: Because they said she, exactly, they said she went to Liz Craig's office and and Liz says she never made it up there. I think she went upstairs but just went ahead and was like, I'm going to pass that and go out on the
1: stairs. Yeah, I think so.
2: I'm gonna go upstairs and get some. She's crazy. Get some fresh air and go a little cray cray. Yeah, she's she, there.
1: She she is in the bell jar, man. In the bell jar. Yeah. She, she has, she's there. We
2: she placed Aussie Osborne as the driver of that crazy train.
1: Uh huh. I I, <laughs> I, I I. Yep. Um. And then we get a lot of pants POV too, which is interesting.
3: I forgot to say this earlier. Um. When they were putting the bolo out on Pam, like when they couldn't find her, I was. A Idaho. <laughs> be on the lookout. It is a police term, bolo. Oh,
2: yeah. okay. I thought I, I, I was Not thinking the of, like the bolo nope. ties. The, the, no.
3: Nope. <laughs> but um, I was like, I, I wrote down like I know of course what happens. I know where she is, but I wrote down uh, you always check the roof. Bolo ain't gonna help if she's still in the building.
1: Why didn't they do a top to bottom search of the building? That's what I don't understand. Like that would be your first thing you do. The roof, the basement, I guess not. and Not um, 1981, I, I guess. the Ledges.
3: If they have ledges outside the fire escapes, the stairways, you can't Wait. just like check the s-
1: storefront. You got to go everywhere. Also,
2: but I think, there's t- I think I think this police force is being run by Chief Wiggum from The Simpsons. But
1: I have a question that just uh, I just thought of. So, how much time has passed? Because Bobby was there; she was missing. They're looking for her, and then they just spotted her on the roof. I feel like as soon as she went by a ledge, people were like, "Oh my God, there's someone on a ledge!" How much time has passed where Bobby's gone back to the office and, and he has his secretary taking notes? Is she just maybe just like sitting on the roof? She
3: might be just kind of like staring off into space and then just gets the idea to go towards the edge.
1: Yeah, maybe. We don't know where she was. She's she's trying to decide. She hit that mark. Mm -hmm. Right. We don't know. Maybe
2: This isn't the only time in this episode where the lapse of time comes into question to me.
1: Yeah, right. Right. It's a
0: little weird. Do you think she would have jumped if Bobby would have found her?
1: Uh, I don't know. Cause she seemed pretty serious well, with that well, jump. They, well, we're they getting were, ahead of ourselves. They were get,
2: and they, they were getting that tiny little oh, yeah. thing that she would bounce off of ready down on the ground, which was not
0: that high too I uh, doubt that's gonna work. Sorry, I jumped ahead.
2: Yeah, that's never It's not gonna happen.
3: I saw them pulling a gurney off the thing, not nothing not a cushion
1: to catch her. I didn't see it. Yeah, little jumping.
2: Was that was that was a, gurney? a gurney? I couldn't yeah. tell. It was so small. I'm going.
1: <laughs> well, then that <laughs> makes like more to sense. to pick up then. the pieces. Oh, like, all if right. she jumps. Yeah, we
3: gotta yeah. we gotta get ready to bag her and tag her. Yeah. Sorry, guys.
2: So ob- obviously.
1: Oh. So
2: so they didn't even they didn't was even think to get one SCU? of those giant inflatable things that if they bounce they they would bounce. But her the the speed that she would be traveling down. The the and the rate to accelerate yeah that doesn't work on there yeah
1: Yeah, there's no yeah that's not I think past eight stories that you're just just dead that
2: that, that's like splatter food
1: but we do have to drink because you see Pam's POV as Bobby pulls up in his red car and then there's a so drink
0: yay drink drink Mm -hmm, drink mm
1: -hmm. drink. and the music in the scene is something else it's like done done (laughs) done it's really serious. It's like a creepy pink like, panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They finally have the full oh
3: orchestra back and they're not using the same. And Did
2: you see Peter Sellers in the background?
1: Who's Peter Sellers? Pink, pink panther. panther movies.
3: Yeah, uh, duh. <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's so funny. They like made a half-ass attempt to stop Bobby. Like one of the cops was like, oh, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> did you see that? That's, okay. never like, mind. That's my question. Like, because he just rushes out there, and I feel like that would never happen. They would Whoa. never just like let someone rush out there, even if it was her husband. Because they'd be like, "No, we have to." You know, we have this person. They would never do I that. Think, was it a today?
0: protocol. Yeah, the procedure. Yeah, it it's like
1: I think was it a? Right.
0: They have protocol. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Officer, the one who put her hands out and then was kind of like, "Oh, well," and then he just like walked through. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, my well, bad, Mr. Yeah, Ewing." I know. Apes. Apes. Yeah. It
2: happened. It happened so fast. I couldn't tell if it was a
3: absolutely
2: man or a woman it's like, police absolutely, officer. Absolutely, please comment here. So
1: our uh, our yeah, scene. Yeah, it was. Why not? <laughs> right. Right. Disco go. There's someone suicidal that you. We don't know who you are actually because he didn't. There's no way that they all knew who he was. Random person, Disco so Sure. All I knew he could have gone up to the roof to push her. And then You don't know exactly. I don't know.
2: He probably wants to. I thought he was going to hand his jacket to the cop. I do. Instead of dropping Uh, it, I'm like, "Hold up, man! Here, hold this."
1: Hey, remember
2: me? It's it's Bobby Ewing, psychiatrist and kidnap rescuer.
1: Oh my god! So then, um, he's like, he rushes out there, and he's just like. Turn around, Pam. Don't do it. Don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Turn around.
2: Bride.
1: <laughs> Every now and then. Um, I fall apart. <laughs> <poor. laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. She just starts screaming, no. No! But it's that, that horrible, one horrible
0: crazy one. I,
1: it is. It's not good. It's
0: not good. It reminds me of a little swan song. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yep.
0: But that was more like sad. This is more like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) you know?
1: And then she, she literally like, it looks like anyway, like she literally goes to take a leaping jump off the roof and somehow Bobby makes it there before she's able to do that and grabs her. I guess he was closer than we thought.
2: Bobby Ewing's superhero.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. And yeah, add that to it. And then she faints, and he grabs her and is like, "It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay." And she faints, and he's crying, and it's just ugh. Okay,
2: it's a
0: lot. It's a
1: lot, a lot.
2: And then they need a commercial break so everyone can recover. Now we go to Ellie and Lucy. They're baking a cake in the kitchen. In the in it's daytime. It is daytime.
0: Which is weird in itself. Lucy baking, so that's true. And,
2: and their their outfits—they look like they work in some candy shop at, like, Disney World with Ellie's, like, green and Lucy's purple. (laughs) And Ellie's putting some, like, jam on the cake, and then she's putting a massive amount of chocolate frosting on top, which Lucy is trying to eat.
1: (laughs) Yep. And they're trying to, uh, they're talking about her and Mitch's relationship, and Ellie's just like, I think it'd be really sad if you guys are broken up for good, because Mitch is such a nice young man. Nice young man.
2: But they need time apart, and They've been having time, because they haven't had any scenes together in several episodes.
1: Many mm-hmm. episodes, yeah. And then the phone rings, and Bobby tells Ellie about Pam, that she's in Dallas Memorial. And then Ellie is just like, oh, God. And then they rush they
2: out. They exit through a very strange door that I, I have never seen before in that end of the kitchen. Mm. Behind the kitchen table. In the I there. didn't notice. Mm. I didn't
1: notice that either. Like it Interesting. Was,
2: it was there, and then it wasn't there.
1: <laughs> okay so we cut to bobby he's sitting up with pam in the the hospital who's asleep
2: with that eye makeup on she's got all her eye makeup on
1: a whole shit ton of eye makeup with purple eyeshadow again just like yes intense and she's been given a sedative by dr danvers i'm I'm assuming because that's his deal
2: right he's he's the sedative distributor for the city of dallas now it took Ellie and Lucy, they left South Fork when it was daytime, and now it's nighttime, and they're getting to the hospital,
1: oh. because the
2: exterior shot of the hospital was nighttime.
1: So maybe it was, like, 4 or 5 p.m. at home, and, I like, would, since they hope. left. But they're going to Dallas Memorial, so I feel like that might be a little drive from South Fork, because it's in Braddock. And you got some, it's 4 or 5 o'clock, you got some traffic.
2: But what time, at what time of year is it? Because the sun sets at, uh, November. Later.
1: Hmm. It's November. It
2: November.
3: Filmed in what, August or September, probably? Okay.
1: So, probably, but it's supposed to be November. So, yeah, it could happen. It could, uh, it, it's a stretch, but it could happen. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, Bobby tells basically Pam's problems and says that she's going to need psychiatric care, which, goddamn ah, finally, Bobby realizing she needs actual psychiatric care. Huh? Um, and then she's going to be maybe going to Brick Psychiatric with a Dr. Conrad that Dr. Danvers has recommended.
2: Gretchen Weiler, who has also been uh, appearing on St. Elsewhere uh, cool. around the same time. So.
1: And we also note that Bobby can't get a hold of Rebecca.
2: Okay, so, yeah, that's right. He apparently is now, we are now learning that he has tried to get a hold of her, but can't. Okay.
1: We cut to Ewing Oil. Sly has info for Jr. About all the shit he's trying to do.
2: And he's going to start alphabetically going down to Houston and work with the Oroco company. And uh, Sly is saying, you're loving this, aren't you? As well, whatever makes my daddy happy makes me happy. And he has that Jr. smirk on his face.
1: And he is always seeking to get his dad's approval. Always. Like this is just yes. for his dad, basically. I, I, you know, I said so many. Daddy I think issues. this is
3: more about you, Jr. Not really Jock. Like this is about him and his his need for approval from his dad. It's like not what Daddy wants. It's like it's what you think Daddy would want.
1: Uh, well, I think he's been talking to his dad on the phone though, yeah. right? So I yeah. think that's he's trying. He's doing what he thinks his dad wants him to do by getting John Ross back. Mm-hmm. And doing all these like underhanded deals yes. to to like make his dad proud of him,
3: and we don't know, he knows how that goes though
2: like I said, it occurs to me that Larry Hagman is does not act with another main cast member in this entire episode it's all supporting people
1: hmm. yeah, because he's got his own side storyline that no one else is really involved yep. in right now
2: right, and the main focus of this episode is on pam 's condition and even the Final scene. The final shot is of Bobby and not Jr.
1: I know, which episode. is different than normal. Yeah,
2: right. That would have been a good drinking game, but we should have started from the beginning of the series. Is oh shit, you're right. Drink, drink every time the Jr. An episode ends with Jr. With one of his grins.
1: We can add it to the list. We can start it now. Yeah. Does he have to be grinning? We have to. A
2: double shot if he's grinning, but it's a shot
0: if okay, he's.
1: Okay. If, if, if the freeze frame is Jr. Drink. I'm gonna actually write that in my notes. At the freeze frame, is JR drink? If it's a evil grin, double drink. Yes,
2: double shot. But this episode kind of flies by, even though there are a lot of smaller scenes just strung together that are very short. Mm -hmm, It mm -hmm. seems to it keeps
1: moving though. This episode, it it, like moves. It it seemed to go faster, I think, than normal.
2: Right. I think the longest scenes were um, Pam with Doctor Conrad and the scene on the roof yeah, yeah, yeah. The which they should be. The those, are the,
1: yeah. those are the those are the big ones.
2: The tent poles of the episode.
1: Yeah. okay so we got to it's morning at South Fork and it's windy And Bobby tells Ellie he's headed to see Pam at the hospital.
2: Yes and she asks if she should go and he says no. he just wants to meet with the doctor first, figure you know see what's going on, maybe make some decisions. And it's it's very windy at South Fork, and Ellie has is uh, tending to the flowers, too, which is oh, nice to see her
1: yeah.
2: working and just pruning and trimming. And and then she goes over and picks up the phone and calls Rebecca, and it's like she always knew the phone number. She didn't call information, and it's like they spoke yesterday. And
1: Isn't that weird? I think the whole thing is weird.
2: Yeah, because when Rebecca answers the phone – and finds out it's ellie it's like that she hasn't spoken to her in forever
1: yeah like in 50 years or something
2: and their scenes imply that they've had some long like friendship and if they've had a long friendship wouldn't she recognize her as looking similar to digger's wife
1: right what is the basis of their friendship is the basis of their friendship that she knew her as like the Wentworth or she knew her as like a Barnes, Rebecca Barnes or Rebecca Wentworth, which one? And if it's Rebecca Barnes, like she hasn't seen her in 50 years. And that's weird that they are immediately like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And then how did that happen? And then if it's Rebecca Wentworth, like, yeah, it's
0: just weird.
2: And Ellie's not like...
0: Did we ever really find out how she knows her ass?
2: And El- Ellie Ellie ever? wouldn't wouldn't have had a reaction like, oh, wait, you were dead. Uh, you were supposed to be dead. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I totally thought you were dead for the last however many years. I guess it's not 50 li- years. How old is it? 30 years, maybe?
2: Yeah, you're, you're looking yeah, good right. for a dead woman. Yeah. What the heck? It's weird. It's really weird. Okay. Linda Elstad, you got some uh, explaining to do here. All right.
1: I, I have so, it just brings up so many questions.
2: That's another check. Are never that's answered. another check minus for you, Linda Elstead.
1: Yeah. Um, but Ellie says, hey, Kate, I want to talk to you about something. Do you want to meet up? And they they make plans to meet up in an hour.
2: Okay. Okay. Now, he, <laughs> Ellie says she's going to be in Dallas. I will pick you up. File that away.
1: When does Ellie ever? File <laughs> that right. away. Okay. Right. Okay. So then we cut to Swellin at the Southern Cross Pool
2: with that low-cut blue bathing suit that goes like down past her boobies.
1: <laughs> it's such down, an eighties bathing suit. Oh my it god! It goes. Right, it's yeah.
2: like going down to almost to the equator.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah, sexy. It's it's pretty much yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's swimming and then Dusty limps out with Clayton.
2: (laughs) (laughs) In one, in one mighty hobble.
1: I'm sorry. I know he's like limping out and and then it becomes clear that he's there to do like his exercises for his, his leg. And Clayton's like reassuring him like, oh, you're getting better every day. Blah, blah, blah.
2: And he's not using a cane. He's just holding the side of his leg this time.
1: That's true. Which means he is doing better. So congratulations, (laughs) Dusty. But poor Dusty comes out there and he's going to be
0: like, can't get a bone because, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, still has that like low skin, be like, hello. But then he's like, oh, My, fuck, uh, not again.
3: Blah, 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 I will blah. say it is.
2: The danger I mean, noodle is perfect. It is
3: good to see Sue Ellen laugh. True. That's true. Playful yeah. Sue Ellen is she awesome. She pulls
2: him into the pool and they start.
3: Sucking face.
2: And <sighs> they, 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 they embrace and they start playing tonsil hockey.
0: She seems really happy and that's the Sue and we like to see. Yeah.
1: But right. but I feel like Dusty at first when she starts pulling him in the pool, she he's just like, uh, I don't know." And then she pulls him in and then he goes with it. Um and it's all good yeah. and it's all good except Clayton. Hasn't Clayton's so sure.
2: watching with a little bit of concern there like uh he, he's still trying to recover. And
1: you're and Also, I- isn't it weird to make out in front of your boyfriend's dad? Yeah.
2: Uh yeah. I'm sorry.
1: I would never do that. That's just
0: no. I wouldn't do that as an wait, adult. That's what
1: I'm saying that's just weird to me. But maybe that's me and my shit. I don't no, know. It's not. It's whatever. not weird.
2: No. <laughs> well, in the well, in the, in a very Brady Christmas, Jan and Philip Covington started kissing in front of Carol Brady that morning. They did. They, they did. Also, yeah. Also, <laughs>
1: Philip Covington should never be kissing anyone because gross. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the quick Jr. scene As he's putting his plan together
1: He's, he's making plans to just fuck over the Farlows That's basically it
2: He's going to buy this and oil for $50 million from mm-hmm. this whoever this seller is That we don't really get the name out of And what is it? Uh, it'll be del- dealt with in a couple of weeks After the contra- current contract expires Which will give this yeah. guy time to get out of town Because uh,
1: He's afraid of Clayton
2: yeah, you, when you see Clayton mad, and well, that's something Jr. would love to see.
1: Yeah, he thinks so. I think I think Clayton would probably be pretty scary mad. Jr. <laughs> so then we we cut to Pam staring off into space again, and then Doctor Conrad comes to visit. It's
2: a tiny hospital room.
1: Yeah, hospital rooms are usually pretty tiny. I think. Well, Digger
2: had a little bit, little yeah, bigger room creepy. when he was dying.
1: But wasn't Digger like in some weird like multi person room that's like a like a drunk detox or something? Mm. I don't yeah. think we
2: could really tell from the camera angles if there was
1: Stuff going on behind them in the other part of the room, but mm, that's that's what I assumed. But maybe I assumed incorrectly, I don't know.
0: I don't want to ever be in a, in a room with somebody else because I mean, I talk and I fart <laughs> and I burp. I just really don't want to be in a shared hospital room. I'm just oh. I'm just telling y'all, took all I had not to fart when I was in the hotel with y'all. Well, okay, I mean, well. <laughs> for real, I mean, I may have done it in my sleep, I'm not sure. I mean, I was sleeping real, with you in the
1: same bed, it was fine. I, you didn't, if if you farted, we on were me, both like, I didn't notice, and I didn't care. You can fart on <laughs> me I mean, immediately. Anyway. Sarah,
2: you, you didn't feel any ripples <laughs> in the sheets or anything? I didn't,
1: I didn't, so was oh. fine.
2: But the um, well, it's, we have someone in the house that they talk in their sleep, and I'm walking by the room one day and I hear, oh, I'm gonna tear you apart. <laughs> and wow. The person was asleep, and nobody was in the room. I was like, okay, wow. but um, so Pam has those red flowers which matches Dr. Conrad's outfit, mm. the color of her outfit.
1: Which yeah. means that, I guess I would symbolize that Dr. Conrad is good and supposed to be, you know, helping, like the flowers.
2: Yes. Trying to bring a ray of sunshine into a dark, drank environment.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she's like, how are you feeling? And Pam's just like, she does not even have the energy to really answer her about it at all.
2: But they start delving into some things here, and Pam unloads about her mother leaving her as a child and what kind yeah, of Yeah, that shit just
1: them. comes out. Like and you're like, oh, you've been holding that in.
2: Yeah. Dr. Conrad was like the laxative that needed to get the crap out.
1: Right. Pam's oh. got some deep seated anger in her that's actually been there for a long time. No, like, Covering no that up. <laughs> um Yeah. She had a had lot had of issues. issues. Yeah. She's gotta deal with Feelings, feelings,
2: feelings. She's Nothing got some feels. Feelings,
1: and Doctor Conrad's like, I think you're, I think you're angry. And then, no shit. Right. I think she's like, shit. what are you, what are you angry about, Pam? She's like, I don't know why I'm angry. I'm like, mm, I think you do, but okay. Um, but she knows
2: she doesn't want to feel this way anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "How long have you been feeling this way?" She's like, "I don't know. Basically, since birth. Since my mother left me. I don't know, like forever." And she's like, "Okay. Like we we have wow. a lot of we have a lot of work on our hands here. So um, that's, yeah. Let's it, let's put a pin in it."
3: That's what I said. I was <laughs> like, and this is so funny that you said this episode should come with a trigger warning at first because I said, "Holy shit! This is one of the first times a trigger is referenced in TV that I can think of right off." Pam was triggered by her mother coming
1: back mm-hmm. and then JR mm-hmm. trying to take John Ross away from Sue Ellen. Yep. Just yep. weird. Totally. She's She's got a lot of issues. She really needs to. And then. Um, this yeah, is a medical
2: episode. Like, this is a medical episode. It is a medical episode. And, and, and uh, Mitch's storyline. This is a medical episode.
1: Did she get a mild sedative? <laughs> yeah, we all need mild sedatives, please. Please give me one. Um, when she's like, I have no idea why I'm, why I'm having these feelings. And I'm like, I can think of three off the top of my head. One, her mom, who abandoned yeah. her, just came back into her life the first time. Uh, two her husband actually i just said i lied it was just two (laughs) not three two and then the other one is her husband is making and ignoring her for long periods of time so she's feeling like abandoned probably by bobby all those times
2: and can we go back
0: well three could just be living in the house
2: and four can be finding out that her daddy is not her daddy
1: yeah, that too. That's also like she's gone through some shit the last couple of years, also in losing numerous babies via miscarriage. I was about to so, say
2: there, Yep, she, the same thing. she's not she's not a Barnes, she's right. a mechanic. She's
1: had a lot of shit the last couple mm. of years. She totally can have any sort of breakdown she wants. She's dealt she's do. That's fine with me.
0: Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> We'll give you a pass.
1: I'll give you a pass Pam. That's fine. Paw powers. Paw powers. Pop pa- powers. Pa- powers. <laughs> so we get oh, to Ellie and Rebecca going for a walk in the park.
2: Like they so had like like they're old pals and hadn't seen each other and like uh...
1: That's
3: like they were BFFs. Yeah. Okay. That's just bizarre to me because I mean Digger yeah. was in love with Ellie and Rebecca knew it, but they were still like friends. Before Rebecca took off, <laughs> right? Uh, okay. So the Barnes and Ewing families right. have known each yeah, other yeah. for years and years and years and years. Years and years and
2: years. Yes. And I, I don't care what you do to yourself. You can only change yourself so much. When she became Rebecca Wentworth, mm-hmm. you can't really change yourself to the point where someone like Ellie, who you were cross paths with as Digger's wife, wouldn't recognize.
0: What I'm saying, yeah. It's just odd the whole thing. Yeah, but just,
1: Rebecca's basically feeling really guilty. She's like, "I think this is all my fault." And Ellie's like, "Oh, uh, well, we don't know that. It's useless to speculate." <laughs> we have Pam's uh, gonna deal with it. With their the it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah.
2: So Ellie obviously picked her up an hour later, and they are now at the park walking.
1: Yes. 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 And then we got to Brooktree Hospital, where Bobby says he just doesn't understand what's wrong. And I said, Bobby, you're so pretty and you're so dumb. Such a exactly. You're such a beautiful goddamn idiot. (laughs) It's like he's just a fucking idiot. Like, what have you? You literally haven't been paying any attention. (laughs) And I realized that I. Like he's saying all this and Dr. Conrad is just giving him the most be- amazing side eye the whole time. It's so good. I decided I love Dr. Conrad in this scene. And 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 Bobby's just like, What? I ca- like I care for her. I love her. That should be enough. And she's like, Yeah, it's never enough if she doesn't love herself. Mm-mm. You can't love away somebody's depression. I was like,
3: Bobby, you stupid no.
1: husband.
3: <laughs> like he's trying to help, but he's fucking not. You
1: stupid husband. <laughs> Stupid husband. And then he says, "Well, well,
2: well, she wants a baby. Wouldn't a baby uh, solve all these problems?" Blah blah blah.
3: No,
0: it's like God. No, she's just just like put a baby in the hands of a crazy fucker.
1: No, that's a lot to put on a baby. Like that's a lot of pressure. And he's just like, "Oh yeah, weird." That that was (laughs) like, if you think about it,
2: the light has dawned on Marblehead. What a dumbass.
0: Do you
3: remember all that? strife that went on after sue ellen had john ross and everybody was like i thought it was gonna you know bring them closer together blah blah and i'm like you don't have a baby to try to get closer to your partner like what that is it never works if that's the sole purpose no because a baby's a lot it just stresses you out more you guys end up like i'm not even a parent and i fucking know like that's not a good idea like why would you bring your ch- a child into and, that strife? Just and, fucking and divorce.
2: Then
3: the, <laughs> the fucking divorce. <laughs> right. Just fucking divorce. And then the child
2: is resented, and this has happens, and that happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the child becomes a weapon in the divorce.
1: Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, so anyway, the doctor says that she says that she really wishes that they could get asking for Bobby's help to get Pam to commit herself for a voluntary commitment but if she doesn't she's like there's also involuntary commitment is is, is a choice we could make
2: and, and we have done. to stress that Dr. Conrad thinks that Pam needs 24 hour care right now
1: she should definitely point. be on suicide watch still I don't understand why she's yeah. not but okay
0: and that doesn't mean it's self work
1: yeah right <laughs> that means institutionalized right? just for a little bit <sighs>
2: JR involuntarily commits his wife, and Bobby's trying to get his wife to voluntarily commit herself. Well,
1: that's See the, the difference, difference between the two of them, I guess. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
1: So we got to Mitch's meeting with Doctor Waring,
2: and more of the Dallas Medical, Dallas MD episode. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants Mitch to consider a uh, internship in plastic surgery, and states that you know the burn victims. Are re, the repair and the the look on the mother's face of a child whose cleft palate has been fixed? It's it's not all nose jobs and this and that. It's
1: right because Mitch's whole thing is like I want to make a difference. Like I don't want to just make money. Like I did this to like make a difference and make people's lives better. And he's like, yeah, but you totally can with plastic surgery. And he's like, oh, you can see, yeah. you can see Mitch's wheels turning. Like, oh, I never thought of that.
2: Yes. But
0: you can. There's a lot of instances you could, you know. Yeah, for sure. So.
2: Yep. Yeah. All right. Here, we filed away the fact that Ellie said she was going to pick Rebecca up. And now they're putting yeah. her, Ellie in a taxi.
3: Well, she sent a car so, to come get her. D-
2: did it, <laughs> Ellie pick Rebecca up with a taxi? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think Ellie
0: drove for a while. So my thought is she- like
1: Ellie got a taxi and picked Rebecca up in the taxi. Maybe and she's dropping yeah, but she's dropping her off at but, the house in the taxi.
2: Maybe. It was it's just weird the way she worded it on the phone that implied that she was driving in and picking it her did up did imply that. You're correct.
0: Yeah, whenever she doesn't ever really drive, and Miss Wentworth does sometimes. Yeah,
2: it's true. Yes. And Ellie meets Katherine.
1: Yeah. And she's, oh. and Ellie says hi to Cliff. She's really ha- happy to see Cliff, which is, I kind of liked that little moment between her and Cliff. And Ellie's always nice to she Cliff. Is. I think, don't like, you I think mean, like, so You mean like most yeah. of the she time? Is. Yeah. But it makes she sense because I bet Cliff reminds her of Digger a little bit. Yeah.
2: She doesn't want to, yeah. she doesn't want to partake in this feud. She wants to just, she doesn't.
1: She's she wanted it, to it over the, for years. She
2: leaves it to the male has mm-hmm. pigs in the family.
1: Stupid okay. husbands. Exactly. <laughs>
2: And now, Cl- nice now Cliff and Catherine Find out about Pam's situation After Ellie right.
1: leaves And Cliff is a little like stunned
2: News travels very Slow to people in this episode In this family
1: As opposed usually. Ewing News usually travels really fucking fast In Dallas but I guess not right now I'm surprised we didn't have know, a newspaper It's with, not on the front page I'm surprised no, we didn't like... have a
2: newspaper with Pam on the front page
1: Attempted suicide Yeah I know yeah. And then we see Bobby fucking after all of that bringing Pam home to South Fork. After the all the talk about the institution or not the, the hospital.
2: And, and he drives up the driveway. He brings her well, to South
1: Fork. It was it's a voluntary commitment, right? Yeah, but you would think that they would ha- ask her to make that while she was still in the hospital. Am I wrong?
0: Yeah, because if you leave, you're gonna think you're okay, and then you don't get back. That's the whole point. Yes. They
3: can't legally like keep her unless she does or says something. Well, okay, this is why I don't understand why they didn't fifty one fifty her immediately.
0: They didn't have that then. Uh, that didn't become like a, a hold until like nineteen uh, ninety something. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's why it's involuntary, involuntary, because now if you say something that you're a danger to yourself or others, they can keep you for oh, 70, 72 let hours. Me ask, yeah.
1: But that wasn't until 1990? Oh. Something,
0: 1990. It it's a long time okay. after that.
1: That makes sense. Well, let me ask well, you guys I this. That they...
3: Do you think if it had been anybody other than Pamela Ewing, they would have taken her in like straight jacket and thrown her in? Yeah. Yeah, like, if it had just been some random rando yeah, woman on the roof, like, but because it was Pam, like, they even told Bobby, like, when the right. police came that they were like, oh, you know, we're going to make this a top priority because it's you. Like, I'm sure it's, <laughs> the thing mm-hmm. is white privilege, right. like, uh, not to be like that. But I mean, of course, yes, uh-huh. it's a TV show, but also, yes, no, but they're fucking privileged because anybody else, yeah, it's kind of, it's reflecting real yeah, life. And it's kind of like. You know how yeah. Sue Ellen escaped the sanitarium? Like, she just walked out like anybody else. They would have mm-hmm. fucking been running after right. her.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's insane. Section fifty oh, yeah.
3: five, one fifty. Welfare oh, institutions code. They can, can be
2: detained it, for seventy-two hours in a psychiatric hospitalization. That's. But a, when was it? That's a, instated. Oh, I was just looking up the uh, section number. It was a fifty-one yes. fifty. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just think that they would have, they, maybe they were trying to make Bobby and Pam, like Pam, do it in the hospital or Bobby, and neither of them would do it for Dr. Conrad's, per Dr. Conrad's advice. And so Bobby just took her home, which I think is a terrible choice. But, you know,
2: Bobby gets the bell Mm -hmm.
3: in this episode. 1967,
0: Sarah. Really? I thought it was way later because it was something to do with like your rights. You can't have,
3: that's when it was first I don't know. used I'm with the, like the seventy-two Damn. hour hold. That's when it first came about. I don't know when they let's see origin. Oh, it's it's an origin for California law, nineteen sixty-seven. So it was. That's yeah. a fifty-one fifty, right? So it started in California.
0: Okay, so but it was okay. Maybe it's and, other states oh, later. You know
3: what? It oh. did not gain traction until. Van Halen came out with the album in eighty-six and then it hurt Urban yeah,
0: 51, it Fifty one
3: fifty hit Urban Dictionary <laughs> in two thousand two. <laughs> so it's gained Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. 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 Cool
2: JR is talking to Jock on the phone and Sly interrupts him to tell him that um Oh no wait, JR no, this is uh Jr needing a hundred to two million dollar uh loan from Franklin Horner who says he can't cover all of it so he's going to look for other people to take part of the loan. Yep.
1: Yep. And then we cut to Pam sleeping in heavy makeup again. Oh the my God. I put the Always. same so purple eyeshadow. I was like, "Okay, so we're just going to sleep with a full face of makeup?" What? Hey,
2: can we comment? Who's doing the who's washing those pillowcases?
3: Scotchgard. Uh, room.
2: that's awful. You know how much makeup Scotchgard. is on there?
0: <laughs> so much so, so much makeup. makeup.
2: And can we comment on how yellow everything is in the room, including the chair Bobby is sitting in?
0: I love yellow, but I would not have that
2: much yellow, no. That chair matches, like, the yellow everything. It's just... Like, it was
1: all yellow.
2: It, part of me thought it, that the chair was kind of gorish. Yeah. That's that's just me.
1: So Pam wakes up, Bobby's sitting there reading the paper, basically watching her. And um, he basically just tries to convince her to admit herself into the hospital.
2: And she agrees to... She nods that she'll think about it as she falls off to sleep again.
1: She's like, "I'm just, so, I'm just so tired." I'm like, "Yeah, girl, you need, you need to be in a hospital." Ugh.
2: And she, and she goes, "You know, he says he wants what's best for her." And she, she said, "What you mean is, you, you think I'm going to k- try to kill myself again?" She says.
1: He's like, "Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe."
0: That's exactly yeah. what I mean, motherfucker. Yeah, he's like, "I don't want you to kill yourself. <laughs> exactly. I,
1: you're basically you're yeah. my way. Like. Yes, obviously, Pam. He does not want you to kill yourself. So cool. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: And, and while he's while they're doing that, Jr. is looking for a tank farm to hold a uh, five million barrels of oil. Which that's, is that's a lot. Scene. That's
1: a lot of oil. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Jr. has a feel of being a side piece in this episode? <laughs> <Cool>.
1: <laughs> you deserve it, Jr. And we cut to Bobby at the office, and he opens a letter that has a picture of Kristen and her baby in it. Although
2: Bobby doesn't know that it's Kristen's baby at the time.
1: So did Bobby Just, not know that Kristen was pregnant?
2: I don't believe they knew she was pregnant.
1: Oh, like that, because he was kind of like, later he's like, her baby? Like, I, I didn't realize he didn't know that she was pregnant. So, interesting.
2: He has to be in the office at noon if he wants more information. Oh, by the way, there's, there's a character named Ray Krebs in this episode for a moment. <laughs>
1: Just for a second, yeah. And and Punk Anderson, and they're at the Cattleman's Club.
2: With a guy named uh, Walter Shear. Walter or Walker Shear?
1: I didn't catch his name. I didn't catch it. I just wrote a random dude in my notes. Oh.
2: <laughs> about some potential development deal in San Antonio, was it?
1: Yeah. How far is
2: San Antonio? Is that far enough away to?
1: I don't know Texas
0: geography. I can tell you exactly. From Dallas, is a three-hour drive to San Antonio because me and the kids oh, did it that okay. year. It's exactly nice. three hours. Good Ta-da. to
1: know.
0: So it's from Birmingham to Dallas. It's ten hours. From San Antonio to Birmingham, it's thirteen hours. And okay. That's why
2: they cool. have helicopters. If this deal is going to go through, exactly.
1: That's there. We go. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so then Bobby gets a call from a guy who we later know his name, but we don't right now. Um, and he's basically like, "Yeah, this is Kristen's baby," and Bobby's like, "Baby, weird." And then he said, "Shepard." Yeah, Christopher Shepard, and if you want to know more, you have to pay.
2: Why are you coming to me with this? Bobby says, "Did you go to Jr.? That was his sister-in-law, not mine." It's like I heard well, shit guy, about Jr. I
1: don't want to deal with him.
2: JR, Jr.'s reputation precedes him,
1: which is pretty true, I'd say. And then Jr. is updating Jock on the phone about everything that's happening, and then he gets a a call comes to show that everything that basically Jr. has been planning is in motion.
2: Mr. Marshall calls to tell JR that 100,000 barrels are on their way to Earl Holiday's tank farm. And then JR is talking to Daddy about uh, everything's going well. And I think Jock must mention something about make sure oil prices don't drop. And JR goes, oh, they're never going to drop. Price of oil is never going to drop. He has that grin again on his face.
1: Famous last words. I said the same thing is when that, I bought a house in two thousand one.
2: <laughs> is, is that foreshadowing? <laughs>
1: house house prices never drop until two thousand eight. Oh. Whoops. So we cut to the Southern Cross, and I want to say, who are the people in the paintings on the wall? There are two paintings of like random <laughs> guys and like hats, and I like, is this just is this is this is someone we know? Weird. And
2: speaking of. Speaking of paintings, I do want to go back to uh, J.R.'s meeting with Franklin Horner and he goes, <laughs> looks at the painting on the wall is like, oh, are those your horses? Just that little throw in line that Larry probably added himself.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Maria puts John Ross to bed and Sue Ellen said she's going to go up and tuck him in, but I don't think she ever makes it up there.
1: Uh, she isn't. Um, Sue Ellen's talking to Clayton and she's telling him like how she's just so grateful and she's really never been so happy. And she's like, wait, where's Dusty? And he's like, oh, he's in the projection room. He goes in the projection room every night after you take John Ross up to bed.
2: And this is all feels like a um, parallel thing. Sue Ellen is happy and Pam is in the crapper.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's a of it's roles. Yeah, I didn't I think didn't about either. that.
0: And I don't think they're ever happy at the same time now that you said that, honestly. yeah.
1: yeah. Hmm. Then we go into the projection room, and this is a very Sunset Boulevard moment.
2: They have a project, projection mm. room.
1: Oh. I said, speaking of triggers, Dusty just watching himself as a younger lad on uh, at, at the, the rodeo, as it were. The rodeo. <laughs> at the rodeo. And we're t- rodeo. <laughs> I said that today. We're not talking about
2: Roy Rogers' horse trigger either. We're talking about no, no, Dusty no. up on a mm-hmm. horse.
1: So, on space, go, let's just go for a walk outside. Mm, and then he agrees.
2: <laughs> yeah, he wants to take her outside to look at the stars. A walk? Yeah. The stars and stripes Desi, are big a, and bright. <laughs> I'm sorry. Deep in the hall. Deep in the hall.
0: look <laughs> at big adventure, guys. Pee-wee's big adventure. Oh, Excuse me, when are we going to see the album. basement?
2: Yeah. There's no basement. The basement? Tell them, Lord's, Lord's, since <laughs> she- you. <laughs> rest in <laughs> peace, rest in peace, oh. so yeah, uh, Sue Ellen and Dusty are happy, and Bobby is basically. I looked at this last scene as kind of a mirror image to when Jr. committed Sue Ellen, except Pam nicer. Volunt- we think she They're voluntarily, but she, yeah. but she gave Bobby some look as she was going in.
1: Right, because it's a lot. She's doing it voluntarily, but he's basically very strongly encouraging her to do it. And I'm sure she's like, "I'm fine. I don't mm-hmm. need to go. Whatever." Bobby agrees. was asking
2: about medications to speed up the process, but Doctor Conrad says that only masks the symptoms. And what they need to do is get to the root of her problem and work to find happy Pam behind angry, cranky Pam.
1: Yeah, she needs talk therapy. She needs yeah. EDMR, which is probably not a thing then. Um, she needs uh, she needs all the therapies.
2: Yeah. Hey, if this were the Kennedys, they would have given her a frontal lobotomy or something.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Poor Rosemary. Oh, Rosemary.
2: <laughs> Rosemary's so baby.
1: <laughs> so anyway, um, so, so Pam seems pretty vacant. I would say I'd say her look seems pretty vacant, and she's just she's not there. She's not happy. She's she's again in the bell jar. So and
2: Bobby looks worried. So in about three and a half years, we've gone from Pam solves the world's crises to Pam driving the crazy train. Yep.
1: See what
2: see what the Ewings do to people. No. <laughs>
1: I mean,
0: she comes. She comes full circle Mm -hmm.
1: and freeze frame on Bobby's worried face.
2: Freeze frame.
1: Freeze frame. Okay, so I give this actually four point seven five bourbons because I I kind of like the fact that they're tackling such a touchy subject, Mm -hmm. and I liked the pace of this episode. Even though we're only on, we really only talked about a couple different storylines, really, but I I liked it. Um and so I gave it the 4.75 bourbons and some uh really heavy nighttime purple eyeshadow.
0: Oh yes. Um I actually did get a four point seven five, even though I didn't like it a lot, but I liked the scene, like the storylines. I loved um not loved, I liked um the whole Pam thing. You know I'm obsessed with the Pam craziness. So I gave it this 4.75 and the blood curdling scream. Crazy scream.
1: Ah! Oh! Ah!
2: <laughs> Josh? Uh, I gave it a 0. No. Um, I gave it a 4.6 because I, th- I found it. I like, I like the whole Pam storyline thing. And the way... We delved into such an important issue. And we also, it just seemed though that everybody was running in their own direction. And like I said, JR never interacted with any other main cast member in this episode. He was a side piece. We very briefly got a little advancement in Mitch's storyline. We got a, a, a flick forward in Ray and storyline just with one scene reminding us oh yeah he's there <laughs> sue ellen wasn't there as prominent in this episode so she kind of held back a little but and i will give it a phone call to jock ewing
3: i gave it a 4.75 as okay. well and uh sleeping with my makeup on because fuck it that's what i put <laughs> Some uh, sometimes it, I'm pretty good about taking off it. sometimes it's
1: fuck Usually
3: yeah. it depends on what's been yeah, going on. It depends. You know, if it's worn off anyway, yeah. if I'm just too fucking drunk, like that that's a thing. I mean, yeah.
0: like how, many, how many
1: growlers you <laughs> have? Holy
3: shit. <clears throat> you said growlers plural? Fuck. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no done taking off makeup done. Jesus done I'm Jesus.
2: And I'm surprised she didn't fall over on the floor and she she actually made it to the bed with the ground. Yeah,
1: at that point. Yeah, pass, yeah. The right. mm-hmm. <laughs> pass, pass the fuck out. Pass the fuck out. out. Awesome. Can Thank you a- guys for joining us um, on the Ewing Barbecue Podcast. Hey, if you have an extra five bucks a month, did you know that you can get access to our Dallas book club where we read chapters from uh, the book Dallas by Lee Raintree which is super problematic and doesn't match the show at all but you know what it talks about Ellie's boobies a lot so you know and it's it, a okay.
2: thing oh yep. it is our equivalent of when Betty White read erotica on Family Guy it is dirty
1: yeah yeah um, Sorry, Cardi. Well, and <laughs> if you don't want to spend five bucks on that, like go get, get yourself a really nice, like um, an iced coffee at Starbucks with some coconut milk or some shit. I don't care. Whatever. Ooh, you know, yeah. you spend your money how you want. <laughs> We're not your mom.
2: <laughs> but we do have um, wonderful merchandise that you might want to purchase.
1: Uh, we do have some sweet merchandise, which I'm, I'm still in the process. I need to get back on that and design more merchandise. And you can, check that out on um, our it's bit.ly slash Ewing BBQ merch and that's in your show notes and actually all of our links for our Patreon and our merch and our Instagram and Twitter and even the link to donate to the Jim Davis Memorial is there so go check it out and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye, y'all.
2: Y'all come back now. If you hear? And we'll be discussing the big shutdown.
3: You always check the roof.
1: Always, <laughs> seriously. Have to get in there. <laughs> the, the, on roof. the roof, is on fire. the roof, the, the,
3: roof, roof, is on the roof, the roof, <laughs>
2: Next, on Dallas. On Leland. We all want to get Vaughn's opinion of the loan, J.R. Well, that pretty well puts you in a catbird seat, did not it?
1: Just what am I supposed to be buying? Information about Kristen's son. What does that mean? His
2: father is here in Dallas, and you know him.
0: Maybe if I had a child of my own, and if that's
2: not possible,
0: what's the use of living?
2: A man we're sitting on, say, about uh, five million barrels of oil He may just find himself on the way to the poorhouse.